Hello, it's time for a little bit of an update. Are you tired of hearing them? Boy, am I tired of making them. Uh, and on a personal note, as I as I sip this very fresh pot of uh, lemon zinger tea, I just... <laughs> uh, friends, I am not uh, mentally doing so well with all this news. As, as we get through it, you'll hear uh, what it is and why it is. And I know... You're tired of me, Howard Hughesing all over you guys with my insanity, with my insanity and my certainty and all the rest. But um, we're in for some real, real, real hard times, kiddos. Uh, and I don't, I can't look away. I can't pretend it's not happening. I'm doing everything else. Uh, I'm proud to say that I, you know, turned my mind off and I played a, a shitty little game uh, for so long, I almost missed a fucking appointment, uh, like a, like an outside-the-house appointment and everything. I had, a, I had to do something, and it was scheduled, and I actually got so lost playing a stupid game, just totally sober and everything. Um, but, you know, I, it's why I woke up, and I was like, well, I can't smoke. I gotta go drive. And so I put on this game called Rogue Legacy 2. I didn't expect to like it at all. I thought it was just gonna be like a shitty, you know cash in on the first one, which was this great game about a decade ago. But then Rogue Likes have advanced so much. I'm like, oh, this is just going to be dumb and stupid. Fucking just got sucked in and upgrading everything and started putting started putting dumb TV shows on like Invincible. It's so bad. Don't watch it. It's so bad. It's already been spoiled for you if you even know what Invincible is. Um, I, I, got, I can't believe that Kirkman keeps sucking me in, man. I didn't know it was him. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. This is going to go places. But then it never does with that asshole. There's a war, a demon war, a war between demons and hell, a demon war, a scary demon war. That's another one of his shows, Robert Kirkman. It's like, okay, dude, you can't keep talking about it. You have to have data do something, asshole. You can't just be menacing. The more someone is menacing and the less they do something, the less menacing they are. <sighs> These are the complaints that I have. Yes, yes, Robert Kirkman really does have a demon poltergeist show with with Brett Spiner Spinner on it uh, <laughs> as a demon <laughs> who talks about demon war a lot. It is not good. Didn't even make it through the first season. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I've been writing a little bit more personally, not like um, Grey Knight. I know you guys are all excited. I'm sorry. I, I, am, I am slowly but surely getting more of a work ethic and, and things uh, productivity-wise seem to be going pretty well, but just to sort of vent some frustrations that I have about this country uh, in, in ways that hopefully don't scare people or make them think that I'm about to jump off of a building. I've been writing a screenplay. can't just talk mad shit about everybody else's screenplay. You actually have to write and promote yours in the world, right? If you, if you claim to be a writer who writes uh, screenplays. Uh, this is a movie, and unlike other projects, this is like one I'm very excited about to show you guys eventually one day. Uh, not like down, down, down the road, but sometime this year, I think. Uh, it's just a, it's a story about a woman who's trapped in a room with a man. She's negotiating on behalf of a smaller company. He's negotiating on behalf of a bigger company. And basically, he's insulting and deriding her because if she walks away from the negotiation table, he wins. And if she sits down uh, and endures all of his insults, he kind of finds that fun, and he gets paid either way. So he wins. So she's having just the worst time of her life the whole movie, uh, and he's just this evil kind of 
just imagine like you were stuck talking to Mitch McConnell or like Rand Paul as a woman for three days and they're constantly like making little comments about your appearance. Yeah, stuff like that. Ugh, see, doesn't, don't you just hate it? Yeah, that's the movie I'm writing. It's try, that's how I'm trying to get the aggression out. I've had this idea for a while. Uh, initially, it was going to be like Kevin Spacey. It's been such a long time since I had the concept, but I finally, you know, like so many other COVID things, that have been times like, well, now or never, baby. Uh, I, I've really been pumping myself into this one. Uh, as as I as I go to the gym, as I walk around, as I take a little hike uh, these days, I I find myself continually going back to this story that I'm writing. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I am doing stuff for me. Uh, I don't have a lot of cooking to show you guys because I fell in love with a, a recipe. It's just the stupidest thing. So if you take a golden Yukon potato, <laughs> I've talked about this before, but if you take a golden Yukon potato and you just, you put a little oil on the outside, you fry that bad boy up, bake or fry that bad boy up, the meat on the inside it's just so delicate and smooth. It's so buttery. You don't even need to add any kind of oil or butter or fat. You can just mash it together. And then I'm taking that and I've started taking chili peppers and salsas and like black pepper and like, uh, you know, like bell pepper and what have you. Whatever kind of capsin I want. Uh, capsin? Capsin. Capsin. I don't know which it is. And I just kind of just bah, 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 bah. I just get it in there. I get the spices going. Sometimes I'll get four cheese Mexican. I'll take uh, either full egg. I've tried it both just the yolks and I've tried it full eggs, uh, not egg whites though. And I stir in like, you know, about mm, half an egg per potato meat. And so I've got, you've got your cheese, you've got your egg, you've got your spices, you've got your potato. You put that back in the potato shell that's all crispy. And then uh, you bake that for anywhere between 10 to 15 minutes. And it's just, it tastes so, so much like a breakfast burrito, but it's real food. It's not shitty tortilla flour that's ground and processed. It's a real potato. The only thing that's bad about it is the cheese, really. Really, the salsa's not so bad, unless you're really dodgy on salt. But like, I, I watch my sodium intake pretty good these days. Thank you, Butterfly. Thank you, Lady of the Night Butterfly, who's been telling me how to, like, actually, like, you know, how to look up and do stuff where to eat these days. It's so hard to find this fucking information, even if you know where to look. Even if you have some background of information, it's still hard. Still hard. So thank you, Butterfly, for getting me on the sodium research, because I was not seeing that, really. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's just, it's really healthy. It's really good. I'm drinking my green tea all day, every day. I'm drinking my smoothies. I don't have a lot of food to show you, because, you know, once you perfect something like that, like, I, I here's here's an example of, like, the kind of cooking solutions I'm coming up with and how proud I am. I mean, I, I, feel free to roll your eyes at this one. I, I I love it, though. I couldn't get a smash burger to work, and I even upgraded my fucking spatula to, like, a real spatula. I got, like, a $10 metal spatula, and I still couldn't do it. I thought, that's that's the point that's missing. Because <clears throat> I, I want the smash texture, the iron, iron hot, the sizzling hot griddle, the cast iron really hot, and then you smash that burger so it's so thin, and then it's crispy on the outside. I just I couldn't get it. I couldn't get, and I kept trying. I kept looking. I kept doing things like you know the parchment paper trick, and the the two, and use one pan to smash another trick. And I tried all this different shit. You know what? Eventually, I did. You know what? Eventually, I did. I just said, "Fuck it! It's not going to be a burger. It's going to be a smash patty melt." Because the potato bread that I like, that I make, it's it's the 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 the, the width of the of the. I swear, I'm not on amphetamines. I'm I'm not even fucked up at all. <laughs> this is just post gym. I'm um. I'm just – that sounds so suspicious that I said that suddenly. And now if I switch subjects and start talking rapidly again, it's going to sound even more so. But 
I'm, I'm reminded of a story I need to tell you at the end, so I actually have to type that. Because this will make the update worth it. The beginning, and then also uh, 3 a.m. jewelry scale purchase. Okay, I'll definitely know what that is. <laughs> Sometimes I look at my notes mid-recording and I'll go, oh, I have no fucking idea what I was trying to say to myself. Mm, don't do drugs. But as I was saying before, I was saying that I wasn't doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> which is not at all suspicious. Uh, the potato bread that I like is really wide, and it toasts so evenly and so good. And so just smashing the fucking burger and getting it – and stop trying to make it like a patty or a circle and just getting it so that I could lay it on the potato bread and get it in between the cheese. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's a simple hamburger, but like I'm taking the meat, I'm putting it together, I'm getting the fish sauce and the Worcestershire, and I'm putting them in, and I'm soaking it, and you freeze it for 30 minutes. Like, you know, I'm really trying to make a great fucking hamburger at home, trying to make a really good breakfast burrito substitute at home, trying to make a really good orange chicken. That's pretty much where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm stressed. I'm working out. When I'm working out, I want beer, and I want fast food. Like crazy. Don't you? Once you, once you feel that calor caloric deficit start really kind of like building up day after day, don't you? I just want greasy, shitty fucking food. I still remember two old dudes like, uh, like the Muppets, except they were fat, at a gym once. And I was like really young. I was like, I don't know, 20 or so. And I didn't, I didn't say anything, but they were just so obnoxious. They were, they were older than boomers, but they were what you would call boomers these days. And they were just so, you know, like those two Muppet guys, and they were just talking about everything, and they clearly didn't work out at fucking all. Like, they were clearly just like, there was no ventilation happening. They were just kind of sitting around in the wet area, like, oh, we worked out so good. Oh, yeah, we worked out so good. And so, I mean, these guys are very overweight. And, you know, they're not wearing clothes, I'm just saying. And they're wet. And you can see and hear, and everybody can see and hear them. And <laughs> so they're getting ready to leave, and they actually say something. I, I would definitely not be so passive today. They say something to a woman that they're walking by about how they saw her on the floor. They're clearly just trying to harangue her and get her attention, and they think they're so cute. How they saw her on the floor, and if she ever needed any workout tips, that they were there for them. And she was in pretty good shape, I would say. And again, they were not. And so she doesn't say, she basically doesn't. She's like, ah, 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 ah. she's very nice. She's nice in a way that women have to be that men don't in this kind of a, a situation. Ah, 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 is what she does. And she just keeps walking. But you can tell she just wants to be like, fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> and then I hear them say, and like they really, they really mean to themselves after that, like, you ready to go to Chili's and undo all that good stuff we just did? And I'll always, like every time I think of Chili's, like, who would go to Chili's? Why is there a Chili's? Do you understand that fajitas can actually be good? Because if you eat at Chili's, you don't. Like, you don't. <laughs> uh, I think of Jeffrey Dahmer's every time I want McDonald's, and I think of those two assholes every time I think of Chili's. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. What do you guys, you guys? What do you What do you say? You ready to start talking about this shit or not? This is This is like me going to therapy all over again, and have to talk when I was really nervous and anxious with with at least certain 
counselors that have to like shoot the shit for five to 15 minutes. And then finally I'm like, okay, all right. So <laughs> I don't like myself very much. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, today's theme is going to be a little bit more focused on planet America vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the world than usual. What Planet America is doing right now and what everybody in Planet America is so happy to say to any kind of to any kind of point or any kind of information it doesn't want to hear is to just do what Americans do. And if you don't if you've not actually been to Planet America, if you've only seen media of it or you've only really been to like New York City or LA for a while and you haven't really been to America, no offense, but just like I don't think I've really been to fucking France just because I go to Paris, just because I've been to Paris. Not go to Paris. I don't summer in Paris. I've been to Paris. Just because I've been to fucking Paris, I don't think I've been to fucking France. You know what I'm goddamn saying? Uh, I didn't even know that the Basque were a people <laughs> when I was there. So how could I fucking, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's the same thing. So if you're from a telescope from far away or maybe you've been isolated within your own little pocket – of Planet America for so long, that the bad news is coming in and it's waving over you and, and it's very frustrating because there's all these mixed signals, but the tone is really upbeat and chipper. And maybe, maybe you've fallen into that rhythm. Because I have to a certain degree. I've given up on trying to fight with people about masks. I've given up with trying to fight on people about if it's going to be endemic. Uh, COVID's going to be endemic, and if that's okay or not. I've given up trying to fight with people who say anything about evolution because 550-some days into it or so at this point, after having read about it day after day after day, in some ways I'm much more confused than I was a fucking year ago. So I know that there's virtually no chance that anybody I'm talking to has read more or understands more unless they have that goddamn degree or a series of degrees, uh, sub-disciplines, or technical experience. But for almost anyone at any point when they talk about the evolution of this virus, you can just, there's this, there's this stupid fucking joke from Scrubs where Dr. Cox goes, wrong, 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 you're wrong. And that's exactly what's going through my fucking head. Like, you have no idea how stupid you are of this. Whenever I hear, like, a governor, I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican, talking about, like, the trends and the, and, and the vaccine, they just don't fucking even know what they're fucking saying. They never tried. They've had bigger fucking fish on their plates. They've been getting through their days and weeks. And they don't know. But... On Planet America, we have decided there is an answer. We have won. COVID was a war, and we won it. It's over. It doesn't matter what the death toll was, and it doesn't matter how much higher it is than the official count, and it doesn't matter what it will be. We won. Everything is now mission accomplished. We are just back to that place in America that we were 20 years ago. This is a love-it-or-leave-it mentality. The number of Democrats and people on the left who have now taken up the chorus of, well, maybe you should get the fuck out of the country then if you don't like it. 
is pretty much the exact same as I remember Republicans under Bush. Now, it's not as mean, but it is the same fucking attitude. (laughs) And another thing I'm hearing from a lot of Democrats, uh, you know, in their day-to-day life, as my friends, because I'm not friends with fucking Republicans, dudes. I just can't be. I just can't be. I've tried. Republicans, libertarians, I don't care what you fucking call yourselves. I can't do it. You say things that make me want to die. (laughs) That means we can't be friendly. That means I can treat you cordially. But... (laughs) Friendly? I don't think so. I'll watch your house. I'll put it out if there's a fire. I'll tackle somebody on your yard if I see them. Scare the shit out of both of you as I run towards you full tilt. (laughs) Chuck, 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 like a Pokemon. Chuck, chuck! Uh, but friendly? Friends? Not for a while. Not for a long time. No, not really. I I get in so much trouble when I talk about how the American healthcare system is a blood-for-money holocaust under the best of times. Under literally the best of times the whole 21st century. And how Obama made it worse. It doesn't matter if some groups got in, if everybody else's premiums literally doubled to tripled in the decade after the AMA was signed. Even talking about this kind of thing, people say, it's a beaten drum. You've you've talked about it before. Yeah, this is who I am. The guy who jerks off on the microphone is a gig. This is who I am. My heart of hearts. I see it. I've never not, not seen it. I've always seen it. And I always will. And I see it getting worse. I see it getting worse on Planet America, and I see Americans making it worse for Planet America, and much, much worse than that. I see Americans with their hubris, with this tribalism, with this, if it wasn't for that one group of people, then everything would be great-ism. Yeah, who does that remind you of, by the way? Does it matter if that one group of people is a skin tone or a political party? Really, I understand that that one's going to be pretty controversial, but I mean it. It's exactly the same kind of fallacy. One's racism and bigotry and systemically built into the system and has to be challenged and dissolved all day, every day. Weary as we are about everything else. And the other is a pissing contest between quote-unquote ideologies, but no, not really. For them to be ideologies, they would have to be consistent. They would have to offer something. And they don't. We're not offering things. We're not doing the smart things. And as we talk about the updates today, I think that that will at least become a little bit clearer. America and Americans are getting more ignorant as we speak. If you're inside or outside planet America... Americans are getting stupider, rapidly, and well for some time, well for the remainder of 2021, well probably for the remainder of 2022, and however long COVID is creating this, this existential, anxious, identity-thrusting movement. As long as that's going on, I can guarantee you what Americans aren't fucking doing, picking up a book. Guarantee you. Garen fucking Tia. 
And if you think that that's mean or rude, so be it. But I ask you sincerely, how do you expect somebody with a long COVID symptom who is now busting ass every time they're at a shift at their fast food place where they have longer lines than ever, just constant long lines, where they have depressed morale, where they feel under pressure and they have to work harder because their coworkers aren't coming in? After everything's been pushed towards, quote-unquote, automation, and you better feel lucky for your jobs. How is that person supposed to fucking read? I've been that person. I was that person at the beginning of this project. Do you, do you think that I was getting smarter at the beginning of this project when my back was in so much goddamn pain? And I had to still take my bike to the warehouse, to the warehouse that I knew I had no future in. And someone would constantly, constantly, once every other week at least, remind me, hey... Your last name isn't the same as the last name on the side of this building. So what value do you really have to us? This is a family company. Was I getting smarter with all that stress and anxiety and pain? No. No, I was not. I wasn't reading. I wasn't retaining. I, 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 was, I was just barely getting through. Just barely getting by. Not like I am now. Not like I talk about struggling or barely holding it together. I really was. When we talk about the 0 through 10 suicide, it was a fairly constant 4 to 6, baby. Death was the only way out. And as I looked around, it only became clear that that would be the future. And then I got real lucky with you guys. And look at how graceless I am with that, as I am with all things. Eternally a curmudgeon born 82 years old. Americans are reading less, are more stressed, are more angry, are more anxious, are being told that things are better while they're higher in debt. Not total American debt because the rich are feeling real good, but real people and the people that you probably care about and identify with when you see them take to the streets, they are fucking suffering. And Americans around them are gleeful about it. Democrats, the liberals, the good guys, they don't say it out loud. They hate when you talk about it. Same way they hate when you talk about, you know, any part of our system that they're supposedly the champions of, that they have all three branches of government, that they have, that they have, sorry, not all three branches of government because we don't have the Supreme Court, the Democrats, because that's how it works, I guess. <laughs> so many Democrats are saying, well, we, we don't have all three branches. If we had the Supreme Court, you better that's, – that's when we'd start passing – oh, for fuck's sake, you idiots. <sighs> they are, though. They're gleeful about the suffering that other Americans are going through. Their suffering and their family suffering is horrible. Do you see the cost of a home? It's so horrible. But they will stop on the McDonald's on the way by. And let me just tell you, it has never been easier for me to not stop at a fucking fast food place when I see even a couple of cars out there, knowing that there's going to be a couple of cars out there an hour from now, and an hour from then, an hour from then. It's just never going to end for those people in that McDonald's. But... The people who say that they're 
on the right side of history, of America, of all the good stuff. Happy, happy to just drop on in, get that hamburger. The human cost means fucking nothing to them. Everything they say about how hard it is to save up, well, they will turn around and say, make my fucking burger for 9 to $11 an hour. Now, won't they? Right now, knowing everything that's happening, seeing it. And if you think that this choice is harsh or too much, there's a giddiness, there's a gleefulness in everything opening back up in these music festivals, in, in, in the things that are allowed to happen. For commerce, for pleasure, to be around, to experience the experience economy in America. It comes at the expense of others. I say it, and I'll keep saying it, and I'll goddamn hope I keep saying it till I die. What do Americans eat? Americans. Americans eat Americans. This may be the most clever thing I've ever written in my life. What do Americans eat? Americans. Americans eat Americans. Your doctor, if they are a specialist, has an average salary of a quarter million dollars a year. Their European counterpart will have eighty to $100,000 at most. In most circumstances, they are just, if not much better educated, providing a higher level of care. But if you ask a doctor, a specialist in America, who has that fucking money and that income, you know, do you want a universal healthcare system? They'll say yes. 70% of doctors will say yes, but they only advocate against it. All policy, all chances, every time. And they vote consistently with the Republican Party. So do they really mean it? No. It's just something nice that they say. And all of the people who can't pay for a medical service in America and that specialist goes in his pocket, well, he's not the bad guy. They're not the bad guy. She's not the bad guy. That's their bosses. That's admin. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an insurance billing. Oh, come on. Because there are so many bad guys, they can't be. And even saying this right now, in Planet America, will get you venoms. Because of how many doctors and nurses are just so burnt out, have, have just no ability. Like I talked about with the Brazilian doctors just not showing up <laughs> and then just getting hired anyway because what else – there won't be a further Brazil update. Because what else are they going to fucking do? Yeah, we're not there. We may never get there in this country on planet America. We may never – Never experienced that. That might just be something that, you know, those other people do. Eh, fuck it. Aren't you grateful you're an American? Shut the fuck up. But Americans eat Americans. Do They're not going to give up their sports cars. They're not going to give up their perks. They say we're on, in this together, but the people who control the American system... The people who make money off every COVID diagnosis, once again, in America, if somebody gets a positive COVID or cancer diagnosis, the GDP goes up. And the forces that like that are never going to let go. They're going to have to be forced to. So 
I think I legitimately stumbled upon something great, even if I'm the only one. What do Americans eat? Americans. Americans eat Americans. That is how we're going to be looking at the contrast between our country, what's going on in the world, our tribalism, our claiming to be the good guy while we just fucking kneecap children, throw them on the streets, make them suck fucking dicks for money. That's right. Almost all trafficking in the United States is voluntary. Almost all minor trafficking in the United States is voluntary. And over two-thirds of bankruptcies are medically debt, not related, but entirely directly. They are 51% or more medical debt. Put the two to fucking gather, won't you? And you're going to have to put the two together yourself because the CBO, which is basically America's office, research office, policy office, the thing that scores everything, just like it's not allowed to look at gun violence, just like it's not allowed to see how many homeless people are actually out there, just like it's not allowed to see how bad abstinence-only education is in comparison to, uh, to actual sex education. <laughs> Just like the unemployment number isn't allowed to be researched, only followed by the exact same policies that we've been using. And all of these numbers are bullshit. And all of these numbers are downplayed. And now COVID is one of them as well. What do Americans eat? Americans. Americans eat Americans. We're giddy and gleeful about it, and I'm tired of pretending it's all Matt Gateses who are, are, are running around and rubbing their hands in glee. Not, not in the week where a 12- and 14-year-old at a Methodist at a Methodist youth home where a guard had been beaten to death earlier this year and deputies had gone out literally over 275 times in the last 365 days. Literally. That's a for-profit children's home in which a 12- and 14-year-old, after someone was beaten to death, a guard in front of them, got guns and fired on the police. And Americans love it. Really, you weren't here if you're not inside Planet America. I discussed this story with friends and strangers, and we love it. We love saying how horrible it is, how awful the kids these days, the system. And then we turn around and just talk about how much grateful we are. Can you imagine how much worse it would be if Biden wasn't president? Can you imagine how much worse it would be if it wasn't for the Republicans? Ooh, we might be like India. Mm, we might be a bad country. Ooh. Really, it's just sickening. Everybody lost their shit at the New York Times op-ed that talked about, uh, uh, about a 15-year-old who had her dudes put up on... Uh, Pornhub, I believe it was. I believe that's who girls do, do porn is, is suing. I definitely should have looked that up. And she because you know, it was a big New York uh, piece. It was really, really good. It changed. It's, it's, it's launched lawsuits. It's changed amateur porn for the better. 
all kinds of good things have come out because of this op-ed. Really, really, really. And the op-ed totally missed the point because it was all about a 15-year-old girl who shared nudes with a guy and then it got shared around all her whole class so she got kicked out of school. And then the op-ed writer, an intelligent, emotionally intelligent man, I believe, who cares about the suffering of others. I really do. I really do. Then talked about how this is what caused her to start selling nudes and living out of her car, which is where the story caught up with her at age 19. She had been, she, you know, behavior problems, the nudes followed her, yada, yada, yada. And this dude actually believes in his heart of hearts, really fucking believes in his heart of hearts, like so many of my good-natured Democratic friends, Joe Biden allies, that it was the nudes, it was the nudes that put her in her car. Yes, no other country in the world are teenagers stupid about sex and nudity. In no other country in the world will a teenage girl trying to impress a boy, especially if she's inexperienced, take off her clothes and take a picture and have that passed around. No other country has teenage girls who have to leave school or maybe even leave the school system because of a mistake that they made or a vicious rumor or, 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 or. Never happens in any other country. And in every other country, you better fucking believe Every single time it happens, that kid is selling nudes of themselves, living in a car with no other choices, talking about how they haven't any other options. That's what always happens in every country. You nailed it, America. You got it right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kids do stupid things in all countries all the time, and they have to leave school, but it's not every single country where they end up trafficking themselves? Trying to get by? That's strange. How weird. How odd. Oh, well, let's just blame it on the fucking nudes. By and by, I said that this guy was an emotionally intelligent guy. He does victim blame the shit out of a 15-year-old fucking girl. He victim, bl he, he victim blames the shit out of her. That's all it takes to be. If you're in a new, if you fucking, if you have a New York Times goddamn op-ed, that's all it takes for you to be considered aware, intelligent, and provocative, and doing things for the better. Victim blame the shit out of a 15-year-old who had their nudes posted to sites and then trafficked themselves after they lost everything because they still wanted to eat. And what other options was there? What other option is there? All of the kids who have fallen out of school. 14, 15, 16. Yeah, I know this is hard, assholes. It's about to get harder. All of those kids who fell out of the system, 3 million kids in America left school in 2020 and never came back. At least. That data's clearly lagging. Now, maybe they will come back. That's a possibility. Maybe Planet America gets its shit together and the teens save the day and all of this could be reversed. But just pretend for a second that's not going to happen for some reason. Just pretend that this country's kind of a shithole. Planet America's kind of a fucking shithole. How many of them in this rising rent, in this rapid increase of food uh, inflation and good inflation... In a period where everyone's complaining about what they can't get or what's not arriving. What, what do you think they're going to do for fucking money? Really? 
That's why I'm saying that so many people who are pretending that they're the good guys on this one are gleeful, because they don't really give a shit if that 16-year-old making the hamburger gets sick. And if that 16-year-old's not in McDonald's and they don't have to see somebody like that, that's all the better, because they don't want to have to see it. If that, do, you, do you understand how much people love when someone just gets a job doing drugs or trafficking themselves as a minor? Because then they're out of sight, and America is good. We'll talk about that problem when there's an R in office, you dumb shit. That's not now. It's not the time. It's time to talk about how good it is, how great it is. As you can see, I have a lot of passion on these subjects, and we're weaving in and out of the American native before we even native narrative uh, before we even get into the. COVID comparisons, but I just, as a man who's doing his best to stay upright and to keep his heart, as a man who's legitimately trying to be good to himself without emotional overtures, who knows that he'll rip the head off people if they get too close to him and so has taken himself away from others when he is in that mind and trying only to give the best of himself. As a man who's legitimately trying to do all that and more, like not go to fast food places at all, it's not just for my fucking looks, kids, not ordering shit, living that minimalist lifestyle. As a man who's trying to do all this, Planned America is getting so much worse, and it's getting so much worse because of Americans. It's not some foreign influence campaign. It's not what somebody did with some resource on some channel of water. These amplify it, no doubt, but it's here. The things that make this country awful, this country cannot see. And therefore, it's not a country, it's planet America. And if I keep maybe needling at the edge of that word, poking at this patriotic feeling that you have, bringing to wear an apprehension or an anxiety, because you don't like it, Americans, when American fans, you don't like being told that your country's worse, really worse, that only it has these problems, and it has these problems because of how bad its people are, how stupid, how ignorant, how hurtful, and how much they love it when somebody else gets hurt, so long as their fucking way of the road keeps being maintained. As long as you can say, Plan America, what a great place. Look at them COVID numbers then I guess nothing else will fucking matter. But it's gonna. And let's start comparison. Let's just start the contrast, I guess. <laughs> All of that ranting. That's 40 minutes of ranting, and we haven't even gotten to the actual, like, articles and news yet. God damn it. All right. Sometimes I really do love the sound of my own voice a little too much. <sighs> let's get started. First up, we're heading to the UK. Why are we heading to the UK? Well, because the UK is 
one of three countries in the world that counts for COVID vaccine data, according to Planet America. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry, what? I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm getting, a, I'm, I'm getting a note from my producer. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, oh, my bad. There's only two countries that count for vaccine data because the UK's uh, uh, COVID rate is going way up. So now their vaccines don't count. They counted last week. They counted last month when they were going down. But now that they're going back up again, there's only two countries in the world that count, Israel and U.S. Don't you just love it? We're just, we're, just, we're just the best two countries. We're just the best two countries. It has nothing to do with any lying or deceit. We're just the best two countries with the best kinds of vaccines. Wink. But unfortunately, the UK on planet Earth and not on planet uh, America, which Israel is a moon. Israel is a satellite of planet America. You pay your taxes in planet America. You're, you're sending money up to the moon of Israel to bomb the shit out of brown people. Better believe. Uh, so planet America with its one, with its one loving – I mean we've got like the five eyes and shit, but really Israel's our moon. And so we're the only people who care, who count. And vaccines about other human beings are not really – other human beings. Like, have you ever really met someone from the UK? I mean, have you ever really met someone from the UK? Can you really, are you really going to pretend that they're a person, like a human being? Are you really? Are you sure? Are you really? I mean, sure, they were human beings last month when the, we liked what was going on over there, but now we don't. So are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure that Human beings do good with the vaccine, and that's why Israel and U.S. is doing good, and other people aren't. Planet America. <sighs> there is a new game in town. I had a freak out a couple of uh, updates ago where I said the rules of the game had changed with COVID so clearly, and now I just have to wait for the dumb shits to catch up. Well, we're still waiting for the dumb shits to catch up, but the medical scientists have... They have called this new phase of the game Delta. This is one of the most interesting moments. I was very high when I found out about this, that the quote-unquote Indian recombinant or Indian strain or whatever you want to call it was now named Delta. And I'll tell you why it was such a strange fucking moment for me when it happened. That's because Delta to me is a mathematical term. It's what you do it basically means to me as a non-mathematician, but as someone who's tried to use formulae to make a better life for himself and understand COVID and shit, delta is change to is basically how I read it. The change to. And, you, and a delta of a formula or a number is like the exponent at the end. It's like taking a number like 100 and then having like a delta of like, like 8 – uh, in this case, like, you know, uh, 8%, let's just say. And therefore, the first delta of 100 would be 8, and then it's uh, 100. Yeah, it would be 8, so it's 108, and then 8 again, so 116. So this delta change, unless it's, uh, you know, uh, oh my god, what is the terminology for it? Albert Einstein, his great quote, blank is the most powerful force in the universe. Compound interest. Unless you've got compound interest going on. Um that is a real Albert Einstein quote. I probably butchered it though. Uh, so, so delta means like to me, 
this is the part of the formula that makes the number bigger. Because <laughs> you can use delta to make things smaller, but I never want to use formulas to make things smaller. I want to make things bigger. I want to make good things better. I want to make numbers big. I want to see where things are going. And so to me, delta means this is a change. I mean, things are going to go in a positive mathematical way, like the numbers are going to increase. I was like, huh, huh. So I said that this thing was here and it was coming. Thank you to all the people who sent me shitty fucking messages saying that it wasn't to go outside. And now we're calling it Delta. God, I love my lemon zinger tea. It's so fucking delicious. The zest of a lemon, the, the zing of the ginger, just a little bit of uh, cayenne pepper. Oh, so good. Very refreshing. Very crisp on a summer day. The delta of delta, I probably shouldn't do that joke. Delta is a very serious thing. Uh, let, let's, let, me, let me try and reframe. What used to be known as B117, my old friend Bill, because I'm quite dyslexic and aphantasic, and therefore names and dates and shits like that are just, just goes right over the, my fucking head. I'm too much of a navel gazer on top of it. I just don't give a shit. So B117 looked a lot like Bill when I was looking at it. So the UK strain, what everybody called the UK strain or B117, I called Bill. It's Bill. Hey, Bill, how you doing? I was really nervous about Bill. Uh, I was really nervous about a couple of mutations in, uh, in, in North America that looked like that they were going to just start slamming through us, and they didn't. So what is going on with Delta and the UK, and why is it suddenly so hard to find UK vaccination news in planet America? Well, these things are not exact, and unfortunately... The more people who do experiments on this kind of thing, it seems like the more confusion there is. There's still a lot of confusion about COVID, according to COVID specialists, according to people with disciplines and who have now been studying it for a year and a half. There's a lot of confusion among these people. The brainiacs are trying as hard as they can, but they are not really cracking a lot, uh, unfortunately. We don't know exactly how much stronger Delta is going to be than Alpha, the former B117. But we do, according to the UK, think that it is happening. The UK is still doing incredible amounts of drug survey. Uh, US has essentially stopped giving out drug survey whatsoever. We're not even trying to sample genomes. We're not even trying to really get to the bottom of it anymore. Uh, we're just taking our automatic setup COVID positive tests, throwing them in there, and and then pretending it's not happening. I'll, I'll talk more about that in a minute. It's so fucking depressing. So the UK is still the sample zone for genomes on COVID. They are still doing just bang up. They're not half the world's anymore. Uh, Project Heron uh, was half of the world's sampling at one point, and it is no longer there, but still they do a shit ton of fucking sampling in the UK, and especially when they're only having a few thousand positive cases a day, uh, they're 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 really getting some great data, unfortunately, on Delta. Delta has so far, and it will get worse, just like B117, 
just like Alpha was worse than the original strain. I know, I know, I know. Alpha's not the original strain. I know, I know, I know, I know. But we don't have a choice. We just have to go with it. That's what the Brainiacs say, so we're going to go with it. Just like Alpha was thought to be around 50% more transmissible than the original L cluster strain that came out of mainland China, probably. Uh, this one's also 50% more transmissible. They're also saying that in the UK and in India in the summer. And I'm not going to have a fight with you on if seasonality is a thing. I will continue to point out a lot of countries in a lot of hot weather have a lot of fucking COVID cases, and then you can make up your mind on, on how much worse it would be in the winter, I guess, <sighs> over and over again. That's, we're just, we're just going to have to agree to dis-a-fucking-gree on this one, because <laughs> a lot of very, very smart people think I'm a dunce when I say seasonality is not that big of a fucking factor. If it is one at all with COVID, it might not fucking be. It really might not fucking be. Ah. <sighs> So, 50% more transmissible in the summer in the UK, where there is still less traffic than normal, just foot traffic, car traffic, way less international traffic. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of quarantines. There's all kinds of bans going on in the UK. In the last two weeks, they have started locking down their airports all over again. Um, it's, it's, it's very clear that behind the scenes, it's not just the public data. Uh, somebody at 10 Downing is real fucking concerned about uh, Delta. Like, real concerned. They've already... Uh, the UK was supposed to fully open up on something like June 21st. Forgive me, I'm probably getting these dates a little bit incorrect. But towards the end of June, the UK was supposed to... This has been planned since the beginning of this year. This has been a long-term plan. I don't remember when they actually fixed the date, but they said, when, when after they fucked up and said, hey, everybody, go have a Christmas holiday. Hey, everybody, go back to school. Hey, everybody, don't leave your fucking house all in like a two-week period. After they fucked it up that bad, they seem to have come up with a plan. They seem to have come up with a plan, and this was supposed to end in June. Again, I, I'm, not, I'm not super on the specifics of when and where the machinations were telegraphed, but from the outside, I feel very comfortable saying that that's a, that's a good summary uh, of it. I don't like Bojo. I do not like the Tories. I make that eminently clear. Uh, on this, however, after fucking it up and fucking it up and fucking it up for the third time, Christmas edition, they did seem to try and really get it going. There really seemed to be a national spirit of tattle on your fucking neighbors. <laughs> do drugs and drink inside your own house. <laughs> let's let's make the UK happen, baby. Uh, and, uh, and so it wasn't just policy or politics. There was also I think, I feel, from a distance, a lot of UKers actually stop, like, like let's stop fucking clapping on balconies. Right, let's stop fucking clapping on balconies, right? Stop fucking, just making us breathe more, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Please adopt me. <laughs> you don't understand. Bojo and all his competence still might be more competent than Joe Biden. <laughs> How's that for hyperventilation? In addition to being 50% more transmissible, it's also dodging vaccines. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Shouldn't that be bigger news? No. No. It's confirmed to dodge vaccines? Yeah. Yeah. By how much? So far, 17%. Oh, that doesn't sound like much. It is. It's a shit ton. It's 70% so far. It will only grow. That number will only increase. 17% already is fucking huge. <laughs> 
This thing kills better too. Gets in your system better, kills you better, more severe disease, gets around antibodies better. It's the real fucking deal, Delta. It's smashing the shit out of Southeast goddamn Asia. It may already be spreading back, maybe, to mainland China. If Hong Kong is any kind of indicator for what mainland China would be going through. God, I had to say that so carefully. (laughs) God, I fucking hate politics. I used to love them. If Hong Kong is any kind of indicator, I don't particularly think China's going to be spared from this for much longer. If your perception is they locked down Wuhan and that's all China did, they've locked down Beijing, their capital city, and suburbs, quote-unquote. We're talking about 5 to 10 million person cities multiple times uh, in the last 18 months. A lot has actually happened in China to make their fake bullshit numbers uh, happen. (laughs) But good numbers. I mean, it's both. It's, It's true. The Chinese numbers are bullshit, and also their policies have definitely stopped overcrowding at their hospitals. You can't fake it. I don't don't know how much you know about China or how much you care to know about China. I'll admit that I did not really care much about Xi's China before uh, COVID. I know that he was a dictator. I didn't really feel like I needed to learn anything else. And I learned a bunch about China and I'm like, okay, this shit's bonkers if you're Chinese. No wonder. No wonder all the Chinese people I meet in Europe are like, this is dope. Come on, man, let's go get fast food. (laughs) Don't, Don't worry about it, man. Everything's going to be okay. Don't you understand? We're not living in a crazy land anymore. If if what's going on in previous strongholds like Cambodia, Papua New Guinea, if this really is Delta just burrowing through, it's not just fatigue, it's not just illness, it's not just yada, 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 or shipment issues... But if it is the main driving force, then it needs to be understood that this thing is plowing through fucking vaccines. 17% so far. Whenever somebody in America goes like, (laughs) we've had 300 million vaccine shots and 18 people got COVID. Vaccines work. They are just as stupid as someone saying the war on Christmas. Because there's always a so far. Not only is it never even remotely the numbers, but there's always a so far. It's always so far with COVID. It's not over. It hasn't ended. When you see a number immediately jump down 17% efficacy, effectiveness, not efficacy, then you should wonder when it'll be 25 It'll never be zero. It'll never be a hundred. But given everything that we know about COVID, watching this Delta variant just slam through countries that have not had major upticks before. And now the confirmation is here from the UK. I don't know if they'll reopen or not at the end of June. I don't know if it'll spike or not. But the UK now has thousands of fucking cases a day after all of those vaccines. Somebody very, very high in the political sphere of the Tories and the political party that's ruling over England right now 
is clearly telegraphing that this is going to be bad, and they are pulling back. Again, they're airports. Their potential movement policies, lockdowns, all of it. All of it. We will find out soon enough with the UK what this spike means. It has been increasing for a while, so there's no reason to assume that it's not going to uh, at least plateau or spike. We'll see what it means insofar as deaths and severe conditions, but the UK is a very vaccinated place, planet Americans, or whatever planet you're on right now, just trying to get by. For them to have 4,000 cases in a single day with all those vaccines is the equivalent of Americans having around 16, 15 to 16,000 cases or so in the same one-day period. We already have that way more, way, 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 way more. What, what do you think that means and where do you think it's going? We don't know about the disease severity. We don't know. We think it's going to get people sick. We think it gets people sicker, even if the vaccine's there. The vaccine will provide some protection, but the chance of severity is, is higher with this one, we think. And we won't know for sure until August, September, maybe. There will be fireworks on Planet America. People will be tears in their eyes and talk about what a great victory and how wonderful it is. They will stop by goddamn McDonald's on their way home. They will see the convoy of cars stuck, frozen, turgid. They will pull in behind one of the two lanes, maybe three if it's a... Larger McDonald's off a larger interstate. <laughs> Get in line. Turn on their music. Look at their phones. Say, God bless this country. All while the UK, over the next month, is trying to figure out something. Something that Americans should really be trying to figure out real hard, but... We defeated the enemy. Why am I still talking about this in present tense? In the U.S., comparatively, uh, instead of talking about how we need to not go to certain countries or what have you, uh, we just we kind of throw up advisories like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't go to the Japanese Olympics. Wink, wink. Who's going to stop you, buddy? Land of the free. We are drastically intentionally undercounting COVID cases, and we have decided not to do surveillance on the people who have a vaccine and have gotten sick. If somebody is in the process of getting vaccinated, and most people in America are because it's a two-shot regimen that takes 35 full days from the first shot, so it's a month, it's more than a month, all of those people the CDC pretends don't count. Again, the stock market counts them because their COVID diagnosis increases 
The money that the medical industrial complex in America makes. But the CDC never count. They don't count. Bro, just because you have like 87% within the first 14 days doesn't mean you getting sick on day 15 counts as the vaccine not working. Bro, says the CDC. Bra, come on, bra. Bra, bra. It only counts if it's 35 full fucking days. Bra, come on, bra. Bra. Come on, bra. All the shit that we shared to you, CDC, that we said about how great one shot was and maybe everybody should just have one shot. Bra. You fucking kidding with this, bra? Says the CDC. No. Nobody who gets sick in the first 35 days has ever counted. Unemployment is 3%. <laughs> uh, whatever fucking bullshit number you need, there you go. It's just, it's just an example of it. We just never counted them. We never counted them. And then, once we started finding breakthrough cases way too fucking frequently, way too fucking frequently, we just decided not to count them as well. So we have a lot of fucking cases that are just not being counted, and we're not doing any surveillance on them. A funny thing about this is that we could actually help people. You want to know how I know? Here's a source that I never thought I'd be quoting from the Business Standard, an article called Wary Seafarers Come Ashore for the U.S. in Johnson & Johnson One Dose COVID. Oh, I, 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 let me try that again. Wary Seafarers Come Ashore in U.S. for J&J One Dose COVID Vaccine Shots. What a shitty fucking title. <laughs> not be, I promise, I will not be citing the Business Standard blog uh, very often. I guess it's an actual site. It just kind of looks like a fucking blog. Anyways, uh, let me just go ahead and read you a couple of paragraphs from this one. Ports all around the U.S. are rolling out vaccines for seafarers, extending a lifeline to thousands of mostly foreign workers who have spent the pandemic isolated aboard ships, ensuring goods kept trading across a battered global economy. From Boston, Houston, and Los Angeles, and even in smaller trade gateways like Gulfport, Mississippi, local health officials and nonprofits are boarding container ships, tankers, and other cargo carriers to administer COVID-19 shots or, when possible, shutting crews to nearby pharmacies and critic sh shuttling crews. The preferred vaccine for maritime workers, the one-dose J&J, because they're often docked for just a day or two. The article goes on to talk about all of these systems that have been set up so that we can bust these, bust these goddamn seafarers in from foreign nationals, uh, get, them, get them their one shot, and put them back on their ship. And that is what America could actually be doing. Like, there's money involved in that. And therefore, look at how good it's fucking going. Look at how smooth that fucking is. How many shots have we administered this way? Well, we're prepared to do over a million. Over a fucking million. Listen to how effective American policy can be when it's about the things that Americans care about, PlayStation 5s and money. Because that is what the CDC is hiding them for. And I know how tinfoil that sounds, but really, that's what the CDC is hiding those breakthrough infections for. 
because the CDC is not independent of Joe Biden. When Walensky came out, she said she felt a sense of impending dread. Many Democratic people openly went to reporters and said they were going to rein her in. And then she was. Do you hear me? This is not like in the background somewhere. This is Democrats on the record talking. This is, this is our ruling elite. And in the exact same way that a Democrat doesn't want you to talk about what the unemployment rate really is, they just want you to give them money for 2022. We have hidden all of these and we're not sampling them. We have hidden all of these breakthrough cases and we're not going after them. We're telling people to not even get tested if you've been vaccinated. The exact opposite is going on in the UK. I don't know if this pantses America or not down the road. I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. None. But what I can tell you, what I do know is that we're not trying. And anytime anybody in the future of America says, look at look, what could we have done with the policy? I want you to think about those fucking seafarers. And how much we want those PlayStations, those lumber shipments, and what we did to keep that operational. Isn't it amazing what Planned America is capable of and what it's not? Outside of the UK, one of the three countries, sorry, what used to be one of the three countries that you as planned Americans would care about for vaccine news, we're now going to go into the rest of the world so you can all rest assured, deep breath, <gasps> he's going to be talking about brown people dying now, so it doesn't matter. Everybody can relax. The hard part's over. Thinking about UKers as people is hard. You know, they're almost like people sometimes. There's like, oh, I think we fought in World War Did we fight against you in World War I? Or was that Star Wars? Did we fight against you in World War II or was that Star Wars? I can't remember. There's kind of a humanity. Humans, uh, Americans can vaguely see the human in, in Brits. We don't have to uh, anywhere else. So let's just, sorry, UKers. So, uh, you know. Let's just, let's just talk about a couple of countries where it's all nonsense. It's very funny. They're not really people. It's not really America. Or it's not really, like, on this planet. It's not on planet America. Come on. What, were you going to talk about moon crimes next? Boo-hoo. So Brazil and Chile are what I want to talk about first. A tale of two fucking countries. I did a fair bit of research about this one. Brazil has over 45 million vaccines administered, and once again, they were whipping ass pre-COVID on their vaccination and public health system uh, before COVID. So this is not like Brazil doesn't know how to do goddamn injections. It doesn't know. It's not like the people aren't willing to get vaccines. It's a historically hesitant country like Japan or something. Uh, nah, nah. Like, they're whipping ass. Out of 200 uh, late, late start, shitty, shitty fucking uh, leader in high air. What a, what a, what a, just, 
if if you could deflate a beach ball and then just kind of fill it up with mayonnaise, it would still like inside and outside. Not full full of mayonnaise, but like put some air and some mayo in there so it's like jiggling around and then like cover the outside so that like it was just this giant undulating sack of white bullshit. That's high air to me. Can't begin to tell you how much I hate that asshole. Anywho, uh, Chile, 10, 10 million uh, vaccines uh, administered in a country of about 19 million. So about one out of four in Brazil, about one out of two in Chile. Brazil started having its big flare-up in one of its rural states in January. Maybe late December. It's been a while. Pretty sure it was January is when it really started spiking, though. And keep in mind that, like, the, the headlines out of Brazil at this point in America are, Brazil's achieved herd immunity. Should we be opening back up? Buy tickets for Disneyland now uh, at this point. And then, of course, the concept of herd immunity, which nobody ever actually seemed to believe in whatsoever, as far as I can tell, uh, besides a couple of real hokey, real not epidemiologist based uh, doctors. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that all got wiped away. And Brazil has been in a fairly constant state uh, of goddamn just destruction since then. It is literally unimaginable, and I do mean that, literally unimaginable uh, outside of Brazil to imagine the suffering that's going on because Brazilians don't even know. Just like I said before about America and CBO and us not really knowing because our government doesn't really count. In fact, it's forbidden from counting stuff like, how many homeless people are there really? Only vets count. Only homeless vets count. Fuck you. You want me to care about you if you're homeless? You better fight in a war so I can not make eye contact with you at an intersection. On my way to buy a hamburger. <laughs> America. I'm one of the good guys. Uh, oh, the passion. It just keeps growing and it just keeps getting angrier. I'm so sorry. I need a sip. You can tell that these are one shot. You can tell this is all one fucking hot take. <sighs> Chile and Brazil are both hitting their all-time highs as I record this. Both daily numbers and seven-day numbers of new infections. All-time highs. Both of them have gone in and out of waves all year. Since it spread from a remote corner of Brazil to all around South America, Chile got infected, and it's plateaued, sunk down a couple of times, and then it just keeps spiking right back up. What's going on in Brazil, what that means for Brazil, and therefore all South America, is even when Brazil gets another 45 million fucking vaccine doses administered to another 45 million different people. They're going with a one-shot strategy. For now, obviously. They're still going to be in Chile's situation. 
Well, we should assume it. Because Chile has twice as many people vaccinated per capita. Twice as many. And still hitting all-time highs. As we, as you hear this, maybe, already hit their highest ever. We're just under. I know we're talking 97% of their all-time high in Brazil, something like 96% of their all-time high in Chile. That, that close, after all these vaccines, after all of the sickness, after all of the death, after everything. That's how serious these mutations are. This isn't Delta either. I don't even know what they call this one. Yet, it's still P3. Or P1 in my mind. And, and P1 in all its lineages. This isn't even Delta. Do you hear me? Everything I said about the UK and Delta... This isn't even that yet. There is almost no reporting being done. I'm sure there's research, but I, I, I can't, I have to, you know, you can give me a paper and I can go over the conclusion, sure, but I'm not a scientist. So it really helps if there's reporting from me and I can go in and out of the papers with the reporting and I can ask a reporter questions and shit. And that's getting harder and harder to find. But there's almost no information whatsoever on reinfection anymore. There seems to be a consensus that reinfection is going to happen a lot. A lot. Because how else are you hitting all-time highs after so many people have been sick and died and been vaccinated if it's not reinfection? How? Every, everything that I ever read about a disease says they burn themselves out if they keep you know, hitting the population. Well, it's not. You can't count on that clearly. Even if antibodies, even if what I call the CAR, the collective anti -respo antibody response of a nation, gets really good because of how sick you are and how vaccinated you are, vaccines can work different ways, but just go along with it. That doesn't mean it's not going to come back six months later, nine months later. We're seeing it happen right now. We have to ask ourselves really hard questions. Joe Biden's like all excited about 80 million doses, but guys, if we want to stabilize South America as a species, then we need to stabilize Brazil. And to stabilize Brazil, they're going to need alone Brazil from where we're at over 400 million fucking more doses. Because the people who have gotten them, they're going to wear off. You don't get a vaccine and then you're good forever. They need quote-unquote boosters. That's another fucking shot. So just to stabilize, the thing that's destabilizing all of South America is going to cost 400 million shots. Is America going to help with that, do you think? When we're talking about how we're going to give 80 million to a bunch of different countries, and we're just begrudgingly doing that now after talking about all the fucking lotteries and shit. You know, there's a lottery in West Virginia on Planned America to get a gun, get a gun, to win a gun, an ATV. You know. The asshole who wins a gun and an ATV is going to drive that shit to a McDonald's. Ironically say something, Why doesn't anybody want to work anymore? 
like look around at everybody else who's not really like looking at him, but he's on his ATV, so he thinks everyone's looking at him. He's like, I'm hot shit. Fucking America. Fuck yeah. Did you know about that? I know it sounds bullshit, but look it up. West Virginia gun COVID lottery. Uh, that'll, that'll almost certainly get you there. I read two different stories. They both made me want to gouge my fucking existence. Gouge my existence right out this body. Tell you that much. Why are Brazil and Chile examples to give here? Well, I kind of actually just want to talk about one of their neighbors, believe it or not. I was being a sneaky sneak. That's right. While trying to make a grand point about how many vaccines just one country needs to stabilize it so that it stops just spewing goddamn viruses to all its neighbors, who are just so much smaller in population and economic uh, destiny than they are, there's, there's, that there's no chance to stop it otherwise. Just pure logistics. Just pure fucking logistics. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about their neighbor. Argentina. Argentina... Uh, is not just now at its all-time high. But it now has literally twice as many cases as last year at its height. The highest they really reached was an average of about 20,000 a day in 2020. No vaccines, or very, very little, but really, effectively, no vaccination program in 2020 in Argentina. One quarter of Argentina's had its shot. It's not a vaccine-hesitant country. They have a pretty good vaccination rate for stuff like the flu every year, yada, yada, yada. And they're twice as high. Twice as high. 40,000 now, 20,000 last year. They're at an all-time high right now. They hit a, they hit a wave earlier of about 30,000. And now, again, they're at about 40,000 a day. After all of the pullbacks... After all the vaccines, after all the quote-unquote vulnerable people got sick early, all the excuses you want to fucking make, and in real time, in South America, and in a way that has to bubble up and come here, to planet America, no matter how far and distant in outer space these strange, strange peoples are, with their three eyeballs and their two necks, and the fact that they speak a language in which they have two L's that touch, but no sound is made when spoken. Hookity-bookity-boo. It will come here. COVID came here. COVID keeps coming here. And it will come here. If your answer is mRNA vaccines, Pfizer's, Vaccine will save us. Moderna's vaccine will save us. Well, for one, you're telling everybody, including those dock workers, to eat your goddamn shit. So won't you just be at least a little bit polite about that and just say, I don't fucking care how many fucking people have to die. It's good for us. Because that's what mRNA will save us. mRNA vaccines will save us. If your bet is... Pfizer and Moderna will save us. You are saying fuck you to all your fellow Americans who didn't get it. So, be honest about that for one, please. You won't be. You're American. You're duplicitous as fuck. You don't even know how duplicitous you are. You, you don't even know what duplicitous is because you're a fucking American. Ooh, snap. Uh, 
I'm real mad at my fucking Peter. I mean, you can hear it. There's no, there's not a lot of empathy on planet America for me. I'm speaking in metaphor because my psychology, my psyche, my spirit is weak. Weak. I am tired. I am fatigued. This discord of watching people pro proclaim and pretend that it's one thing, one moment, out their fucking head the next. I really hate using 1984 fucking metaphors, but I, the, the utter discord I feel, the dichotomy, this information there, and Americans are so good at saying it just doesn't count, doesn't, doesn't affect me, asshole. What the fuck do you want? It's a party. How many women have dropped out of education globally and are never going to get back in? I asked the question about American students, and I'm going to ask it again about Planned America and then Planet Earth. Unless we actually go after COVID and fix COVID in our country, kids are only going to continue to drop out rapidly. This is all the ones that are not just totally tuned out and think that this country is a shit show all the time because they're dropping out in their own way too. How many of them will, because of rising rents and all of the economic uncertainty, will turn themselves to some form of prostitution, will traffic themselves? This is a very difficult thing for planned Americans to think about. They're so puritanical about sex. It's only okay to show 17-year-old girls on the screen stripping in front of bikers for daytime television. It's not okay to actually talk about one of them having sex. What the fuck is wrong with you, you pervert? The... I used to be so afraid about talking about this, but goddamn, after living... <laughs> now I know that you guys don't care about UFOs, UFOs either. By the way, Real happy with you guys as a fandom. I, I had to look on Twitter and Tumblr and shit to see if you guys were falling for the UFOs. And you didn't. Like, at all. I'm so proud of you. Really. Honest to God. Like, with all the insults I've thrown out, that probably may sound a little insincere. But I was like, you know what? That's great. <laughs> I don't care if it's because they're too tired to care or if they're too smart to care. I don't care. They don't care. That was one of the nicest things to find out. I thought you guys were going to be sending me all kinds of shit about UFOs. I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about nitrogen soup and oxygen. I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> it's, how I it's how I think of our atmosphere is nitrogen soup. I, th I think if we were – if the aliens were coming here and they couldn't breathe oxygen or nitrogen, what if they could see it like we can see methane? There's certain gases that we can see. Uh because just because they're dangerous to us, I believe is the is the thinking is the understanding. Because uh, light reflects reflects and reflects all all kinds of stuff. But then mammals have developed certain. Anyway, uh, I think about like what if they couldn't see through our atmosphere, and all they know is that we live at the bottom of this incredibly thickening nitrogen soup. They're just watching this like what we see like methane escaping into space a little bit by little bit and then just thicker and thicker methane. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's send some fucking toys in there. Let's see what's going on there. That's going to be great.
Because <laughs> if they can do that, we're fucked. <sighs> and I hope that they can and that they win. May the aliens destroy me first. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to watch that war. That's going to be nasty. That's going to. That you think I have anxiety now? Oh, motherfuckers! Wait until the aliens start dropping moons on our fucking planet. <laughs> <laughs> Play Mahora's Mask IRL. Oh, shit. At least you have a great view before you die. If it comes slow enough. <laughs> These are the kind of jokes I tell myself. Now that you've gone along with that little question, do you have an answer? Now that we've talked about the state of things and where they're at, do you have an answer on how many women, young women, minors in America, will drop out of school, traffic themselves for a while, and then do something else? Hopefully. Not always, but usually and hopefully. Well, that is an option that they have. See, on Planet America, that's an option that they have. You're saying they have that option everywhere. This is not true. There are places where trying to advocate for sex work isn't just known and understood, because it is known and understood where to find these kinds of women, young women. Always has been. There's always somebody who knows where to find them at a golf course. Or a hotel. Always. In America. Because there's money to be fucking made for quote-unquote tuition. A eh, Matt Gates. Just like the dock workers, there's a way to pay your rent. So it's known. So it's done. But what if you're 12 years old? And not on Planet America. Yeah. Ooh. So now we have to ask what's happening to those girls. And the answer is they're getting child married. Child marriage is way on the uptick. And that is going to be a significantly lagging statistic because I don't know if you know this. But the kind of guy who's, like, super eager to marry a 12-year-old girl isn't, like, super, like, popular and, like, having huge weddings and, like, you know, throwing up huge registry lists and shit, you know? The families selling off the 12-year-olds aren't usually, like, super pumped about it. I'm not trying to give any sympathy for them, but there's not a lot. I don't think there's a lot of high fives. Uh, in those households, I think there's a lot of addiction and a lot of desperation. Uh, I don't know which is worse, being being sold as a as a child into slavery or or sexual submission uh, by a parent who's high all the time, or one who's not. It's just all like, like we can't keep all of the kids. <laughs> we have we have to we have to cash in on this crop somehow. I don't know which is worse. Don't worry. There will be many, many biographies written uh, over the next 10 to 25 years that Americans will never read. 
I guess I guess one gal she'll probably be darker skinned. Uh, one one gal will have one that breaks through, and she talks about her struggles and you know teaching herself how to read and write. And America will go, yay! Feel good story. Just keep going. It's called perseverance, sweetie. She's my hero. She's like that one gal with the who got blown up because she wanted to get educated. America. Gosh, if you're into spanking, you can probably hear how fucking massive and hard my hands are. So maybe you are now, even if you weren't. <sighs> this is going to get worse. Illegal lumber, illegal fishing, illegal environmental disasters are going to get worse. Not better. And, and you know, it's besides the open looting that's going on in North America. Because moneyed interests are just able to tell local government what the fuck to do. And local government will accept it. No, one's, no one has its back. No one's policing corruption, not in any significant way. You can grift and graft so much fucking money and you can go to prison for just the littlest bit of time. You don't even have to give it back. There's a whole little place for you, unless your name is Rob Blagojevich, but pretty much besides him, and I'm sure even him, I just haven't looked him up. There's just like a whole circuit. Just don't be too bribey. Just be, don't, just, just, you know, only be as greedy as everybody else. And I promise, man. Somebody will totally pay you $75,000 for that talk that's so interesting. And everybody absolutely, absolutely was in that room that whole time. It wasn't just a payoff. No, I promise. Every time you hear about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and all the rest getting a huge fucking payoff for that talk, I promise, I promise, I promise they actually went there and talked. I promise. I promise. Everybody there was wrapped. Everybody was, was wrapped. Wrapped attention the whole time. Nobody can really remember what they said, but, I mean, there's so many pictures that aren't taken. <laughs> uh. my, my anger at my inability to do anything, change any of this, is actually on the decline. You, eventually, you just kind of have to accept it. I, I'd like to think at least working out, getting positive attention is playing a part in it, but for real and for true, uh, the reason why I'm so angry and talking about my anger is because I'm in touch with it right now, which means it's not overwhelming, and it was for a long time on this subject. I am having to coach myself in the metaphor of Planet America, but that's the only way that I can make it out the front door some days. I talked about this on Twitter. I've been using a new way to try and get out of the house. It's called the rumination zone and window painting. They're two different things. I use them together, though. Uh, I don't remember the name of the article, but it's on my Twitter. If you scroll through, it's pretty useful. Rumination zone is I'm allowed to ruminate as much as I fucking want, but I literally have to go one of two places. To do it, I either have to be on an exercise bike, or I have to sit in uh, the catio, but I have to stand. I can't relax. 
So I'm allowed to ruminate in these two places. Why? If I go to the catio, the cat almost always, unless she's really, really sleepy or something, will come out and flop next to me after a minute or two. And she's very particular about how she likes to be pet. So she'll like, you know, scratch me under my arms. Okay, now my belly. And she'll like flop around. And she she makes me bend over and like work for it. Like petting her is not a workout, but there's some dips involved. There's a, like, she really is like, no, I'm over here. Now I'm over here. And she flops and worms away. It's just ridiculous how much she fucking attention she wants. See, now you like me again, talking about the fucking cat. So I, I'm allowed to ruminate out there because it keeps my hands busy and the cat likes it and all that happened. And I'm allowed to ruminate and worry as much as I want on the exercise bike. That's it. I have to tell myself, shut the fuck up. You can't ruminate otherwise. And I, I apologize. It probably shut the fuck up probably sounds really mean. But I promise, as far as self-talk goes... It's pretty great upstairs, and shut the fuck up is, like, very general. Very, very, I, I, it's not how I want to talk to other people, but I have a pretty good relationship with myself these days. I understand what I'm thinking, feeling. I understand my emotional nuance. I'm doing my best with it when I'm not three cells to the wind, three sheets to the wind. Uh, even then, I'm usually doing pretty good, mostly just kind of, like, flirting and shit, uh, trying to make jokes, reading about fucking OG feminists. <sighs> There's still so many fucking feminists out there that I don't know a goddamn thing about. Like, you'd think I would know all the suffragettes at this point, but no. <sighs> Not even fucking close, I guess. So, I am troubled. Mad. Angry. I believe my country is killing other people and its own people for funsies and money and clout all day, every day. That it will only serve its own interests and it will toggle the humanity of everybody, including its own citizens, on or off at the drop of a fucking hat the moment it becomes politically mandatory. There's this chapter, I want to say, in Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's uh, Guide, I forget which one it's in, in which Douglas is just kind of taking a kind of taking a fun little stab at the Greek gods. Really, there's like a there's like an Olympus, but it's not Olympus. It's like a floating hotel, and it's like been raiding this planet for over a decade because everybody is just so fucking drunk. They it, literally, it's a party, it's a bacchanal that never ends, and. They don't consider themselves a raiding or invasion force over the ground primitive society that this place is this 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 pad is flying over, but they land in order to steal food and wine to keep the party going. And so there are all these tales of 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 this, you know, reverse Shangri-La of this of this floating city that comes down and then unleashes a horrible army upon you and steals all your shit. And then like they laugh and cheer. And they get back in. And they fly away. I don't know if there's a more perfect metaphor for America when it comes to the vaccine supply, control, patent, money, all of it right now. It's really who we are. If you live outside planet America, I really encourage you to to look at like Americans clap at sunset Ibiza or something like that. Like to Google something, Americans clap at... And then especially try and get them outside of Planet America. Like, it's fine if you pull it up, like, Americans clap at a movie. It's fine if you, if, you, if you pull that up. But, like, it's better to, like, if it's, like, at the Parthenon or something. 
that clapping, that that we do, that's so uniquely fucking American. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I view what we're doing right now with the world and like <laughs> the money that we're extracting and what we're willing to give and who we're giving it to and how awesome we say we are when we do it. It's entirely the wrong policy. It doesn't make any sense. It's short-sighted. And everybody who likes Joe Biden because Joe Biden did it is mad at everybody who's not immediately saying how great it is that it happened because wrong tribe. Wrong time, dude. I have laid it all out for you, my heart, my soul, my spirit, these last couple of weeks. Not just all these updates, but especially these last couple, because I am I am legitimately sobering up, citing goddamn sources, doing my best to really, really get there's no there's not gonna be any correction about the population of Brazil or Argentina today, babies. I got it all down before I came in. I thought about it on the bike. And then I sat down and I recorded this for you. Vaccines will not get the world out of this mess anytime fucking soon, if at all. Herd immunity is a goddamn myth. Always was. It's called herd immunity because it was invented about cows a century ago. We are heading for a lot more traffic in child marriages. It's hard for me to have a good time. It's hard for me to get my dick up real, real stiff and hard. Even when I try not to think about this. Even when I'm going to the rumination zone. And the worst and sickest part is I know I'm getting better. All of this is getting worse and I'm getting better. My shape is getting better. Even when I get drunk, I'm better drunk. I shouldn't be drinking as much. It's starting to become a problem, quite frankly. I have to taper off. But I know I'm getting better. I can feel it. You can feel it too. You're showing me all the time. And that feels awful. I feel awful. Because, I mean, I'm here I, I'm very privileged. I can shoot all this shit about Planet America. I don't have to try and sell my fucking kid. You hear me? I know you're not going to go along with me on this one. Somebody somewhere has to sell their fucking kid. Needs to. It's the best option. They're coming to terms with it. Selling my kid. Let's hope we can sell them into something other than a marriage. But we have to sell this kid. Like it's medieval period. And it's an apprenticeship. And we don't want them to grow up here. We have to sell this fucking kid. Some families are coming to terms with that right now. I sit on my fucking duff. I talk about my, my green tea. There's nothing I or anyone else can do about it either. It hit me like a brick when I realized more than 750,000 Americans were dead of COVID. It hit me like a brick when I realized that the statistics on suicides had been greatly manipulated to say that they had actually gone down. Sure, 
You don't count anybody who dies a death of despair. You win. <laughs> Temporarily. I fell into bad emotional states coming to this information, and then I bounced right back out. Here I am. I'm getting better, and I hate it. But I make no fucking apologies for it either. I hate a lot of things about Planet America. And I guess me feeling like I'm doing pretty good is just going to have to be another one. Because I don't feel like stopping. I really do want to live another 60 years. All of my hobbies are pretty great for an old man. <laughs> Saw a movie called Uncut Gems. It has one of my personal just favorite actors of all time in it. Uh, it's a really good movie. Just... Don't look up anything about it, especially who's in it. It's a really good movie. Just watch it. I know. But really, don't look up anything about it. Not who's in it, because then you won't watch it. Just watch it, because it's a really good fucking movie. Uh, but Judd Hirsch is in it, and he's like he's like 85 at the time of filming. And he's like jumping in and out of cars. He's like shaking. He's like, he's like yelling. He's like getting all physical and stuff. And I'm like, fuck yes. This is why I do planking, baby. So I can be Judd Hirsch one day. No joke. Nah. That's <laughs> why I fixed my back. That's why I fixed my tongue. That's why I got all the good fucking muscle before I get too old to stop making all the new muscle cells. You can get stronger, but you stop making new muscle cells. So... I'm getting much better, and thank you for all of your support and your kind words. I need a vacation. I need to get laid. I am going to be doing both in the near future. Uh, if if you ever if you made it this far, <laughs> after all of the insults and jeers, if you still want to throw some money for me to have a good time, it would be greatly appreciated. I don't know when and where I'm going to be able to John Henry like I used to. Just start pumping out that fucking work. It's written. You can hear my voice. I'm ready. I just... I really, really, really don't like the shape of anybody else. I don't want their face around me. I don't want their voice around me. I feel irritated living on planet America. I am surrounded by ignorance. I don't like saying that because it makes me think that I... Maybe maybe I do. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just that, that arrogant. But I'm surrounded by people who not only don't read but won't. Proud, 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 proud of it. Proud of it. Identity on Planned America is defined by who you're against. It's, it's literally a comic book villain story. It's figuratively a comic book villain story. Comic book stories have a hero, and then the bad guy is stronger than the hero every time. And then the hero beats the bad guy through heroism every time. It's the bad guy that they define themselves as. Hero movies, superhero narratives are defined by the villain, not the hero. It's, it's how strong the villain is. And American identity is who I'm not. For many people, it's just enough to say, well, they're not American. 
or they're not Democrat or Republican, or they're not, so it doesn't really count. Because I know who I am, and you're not me. And I'm the winner. I'm the good guy. That's all I hear. That's all I hear. So I, I stay away, because I will rip people's fucking heads off. <laughs> I will tell you what I think. I went a whole life making sure that I always did it. I can't stop now. Or I won't. Whichever it is. I'm going to keep working at my food. I'm going to keep working at my perfect cups of tea. I'm going to keep working at me. I'm going to keep hoping for bits of bliss where I just tune out totally to video games or a TV show for a while. I'm going to hope that getting laid just helps reset me. I want my shoulders down, 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 down. They're too high. But, you know, if none of this happens, if none of these things happen, if all of these good things There's two options, he said, something for the rumination zone later. Planet America and its vaccine save the day for it, nobody else. Or they don't. And there's another crushing, crushing, crippling wave of devastation and death. These are the only two options. It's as good as it's going to get, and it's going to get better. This is as good as it's been, it's going to get better. Or this is a lull, and we're going to get slammed again. Looking at all the countries that are getting slammed really hard right now, it would be so nice on Planet America if there was just a little less ignorance. Chosen, willful ignorance. It would be nice if everything wasn't mandated to be past tense. All verbiage on COVID mandated to be past tense. It would be better if we were honest and real. But we're not going to do that. Who wants a fun little story? Nobody? Okay. Oh, you... Oh, I'm sorry. I see a hand in the back. Uh... I saved this one up as a treat. This story goes by the name of 3AM Jewelry Scale Purchase. First off, do you know what a jewelry scale is? I sure didn't up until about a month ago. One thing that you'll know about me is that I love all people on the planet. I think everybody is actually really wonderful, and all people, no matter their nationalities, are not defined by the country that they live in. With the exception of Italian men. Italian men are assholes, um, and they think that they're not, or they think that it's charming, and it's not. Italian men legitimately, legitimately just will tell you about what is or is not good food. And will say it directly like that, for no other reason than they're Italian. This is 
Something that has always blown my mind about the Italian psyche is, apparently, it is an entire, entire massive economy filled with almost 100 million people, and literally none of them care about anything other than a red sauce or olive oil. That's how they want you to think about them. Because Italians will just, like, scream at you about Italian food in ways that you've never asked for. And so... I was trying to learn to make a pizza. I've been getting very involved. And on the Bon Appetit channel, there is an Italian man named Sosha. He talks like this. He talks like a... He talks a little bit like a Muppet. Got uh, got discarded. Little Muppet voice didn't quite make the cut. This is how he talks. And also because he is an Italian man, he thinks he's very sexy with his voice. I've seen Sasha, Bon Appetit, look him up. He thinks he's very sexy. And also, he says, like, things in a very authoritarian way, because he's Italian. This is how he's fucking talking, I swear to Christ. But, like, he wants you to take him seriously. Can you imagine sucking this off? Can you imagine the noises that he's making if you suck his cock, if this is how he talks? Like, in front of a camera and shit? It's a little bit of a Muppet voice, it's kind of crazy. And so, he... In the way that all Italian men do, that no Italian people really do, that drives me goddamn insane is to talk about, okay, so I'm Italian, so I know the perfect pizza crust, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. But it got me invested, and it taught me to hate, and it brought me this story, which I now bring to you. So he's saying, and he's got this great tip. This is an amazing tip for all you aspiring bakers out there who just, who who have something that you want to get done baking, you've tried it as close to a recipe as you possibly can, you still haven't gotten it right, because that's me in the pizza crust. I, He recommends this, and it's brilliant. Take a jewelry scale, a scale just for jewelry, just a little light, uh, very, very light, little small amounts scale, and then you take uh, a regular food scale, you put your bowl on, you zero out your bowl, and you take your jewelry uh, your scale, and you measure out every in ingredient into the jewelry scale, all the smaller ones at least, and then you pour that into the other bowl that's on top of the food scale, and then you have perfect ratio every time. That was this guy's suggestion. I went, it's actually kind of smart. So I get energy uh, at night. I'm a, I'm a night owl, always have been, and I record this at night. I work out at night. I like, I like nightlife. Uh, I do. People are so much more pleasant at night, and I'm not afraid of the dark. And I'm a huge guy, so I'm not afraid of anybody waiting for me around a corner or some shit. I love the nighttime. I am this scary guy. People see me with my resting bitch face, especially beneath the mask, and they're like, huh, huh. The number of people who have just, like, turned a corner and seen me, like, huh. <laughs> It's not as insignificant. <laughs> Get on track, goddammit, Jack. This is a fun story. So I'm working out, and I, I go to the gym, and... This is before the rumination zone, so I'm on my exercise bike, and I'm just trying to, like, thinking through, like, oh, I'm supposed to make nochi this week, oh, I'm supposed to make pizza down. Oh, that's right, the jewelry scale thing! The jewelry scale thing! Where do you, where do you go to get a jewelry scale? And I just kind of, like, look it up on my phone while I'm, uh, while I'm on, uh, the exercise bike. And a great place to get jewelry scales, according to the internet, are head shops. Head shops are, uh, <laughs> are smoke shops, are shops where you can buy tobacco and THC accessories and items and, you know, usually snack depots and shit as well. 
And uh, I live in a pretty bad part of the world, pretty bad neighborhood. And I uh, have several 24-hour head shops next to me. Uh, so I come out of my gym. Like, I shower and everything. But it's around, you know, 2.45 in the morning. And I select my favorite 24-hour head shop that's nearby because I know multiple ones. And I just kind of drive over. And usually at 3 a.m., there's a couple of cars out in front. There's, you know, there's a panhandle or two. It's, it's, I love it, quite frankly. It's just, that's how I've always lived. It's, uh, it's how I've always had my life. Uh, but you need to understand, this is a rough neighborhood. This is a rough shop. It's a 24-hour head shop. You need to understand all of these things. You also need to understand that pretty much any time I've ever walked in there, I'm the only white person in that fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a busy shop, and pretty much any time I go in there, I'm guaranteed to be the only white guy in there. 3 a.m. So, I go there. Again, no fear, no concern. Uh, travel tales. I have no fear because I am a white male. And I just go right in. Uh, just like, do, 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 do. Just, just totally unconcerned. And what you need to know about this is not only because this is a 24-hour <laughs> head shop in a bad neighborhood... Not only does it have the kiosk with the bulletproof glass and everything where you, you know, you put everything through a hole and all that shit. Not only does it have that, but the whole smoke paraphernalia section, all the vapes, all the bongs and all that, it's all walled off with this partition of plastic and through every other partition, there's, there's giant panes, giant plastic planes like glass, you know, for bulletproof reasons. And on every other one, so about... I don't know, about six feet apart? I should probably know how much exactly that is after all this distancing, but I don't. I'd say about two meters, about six feet apart. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a little window that's an intercom. Like it's, there's an electric intercom, and it's an electric window. I don't know if, you, if that makes sense, but there's a speaker every six feet or so, every two meters or so, plastered to both sides. And then you can't really hear each other when you're not at the speakers. So I go in... At 3 a.m., and I'm like, hello, I would like to buy a scale. <laughs> and she's all like, uh-huh. And there's a Latina, uh, 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 she's, I don't know, it's hard to tell. She's masked up, pretty good mass discipline and shit. I'd say mid-20s. Uh, she's the only one working at this hour. She's working alone, and she's, she's you know, in her little partition. She jumps up immediately, and she starts moving towards uh, the side of a... Uh, the partition side of everything from her little from her little booth. Sorry, you're getting the first iteration of this story. It's a fucking funny story. I need I need to trip it down. I know. And so she's she's walking by and she's talking just real casually. I don't I don't really hear her. She's kind of small. And she's all like, ah. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Because you can't really hear each other unless you're both at one of the partitions at the same time. And she's going by this hallway. And she's all like, well, what do you want for? And I, I, I wasn't planning on talking to her, quite frankly. But I was like, okay. So I go from my, my, where I'm at at the kiosk and I walk over to where she is. And I'm like, oh, I'm baking. And she immediately gives a look like, bro, why are you lying? But like it was very quick. But like it was so clear. She turns back and she's like, you're baking, huh? She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, if you ask when I'm baking, I'm actually having trouble with pizza crust. And she goes into a little room and she comes out and she's got like three different little scales and she's like holding them up. And I'm like, like, I'm like trying to plant the one uh, that I want at this point. <laughs> and she goes, pizza crust? 
I went, yeah. And she goes, well, you need, well, you need a joy scale. Don't you need a food scale? And I said, well, I have a food scale, and I'm using the food scale, but I haven't maximized my pizza crust yet. And somebody gave me the opinion that you're supposed to like, and I just kind of like pick one of the three, uh, the cheapest one. <laughs> and she puts the other two back and all that. And I'm like, yeah, I can't really get it. I've been, I've, been, I've been testing stuff. She's all like, oh, yeah? And I'm like, you don't believe shit. And suddenly I realize what this story's about in her mind. A white, sweaty guy who just came from the gym, but she doesn't know that, is like, whoo, 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 because I'm all amped up on fucking adrenaline and shit, and, like, I'm following her around and, like, talking to her. I'm like, yeah, pizza crust. Like, I'm in a great mood. You know, I've had my power shake smoothie for the day. I've had a little green tea. I just got a workout in, feel good about myself. At 3 a.m. in a rough neighborhood, asking for a scale that's capable of taking minutia. <laughs> taking measurements of minutia. This woman thinks I am coked out beyond my mind, and she's just trying to do her part to get me a scale so I don't take enough coke that my heart fucking explodes right there and then. She's being a goddamn saint. And I realize this, and I'm suddenly very embarrassed. And I get kind of stiff, and I just kind of move back up to the to the kiosk to signal, like, okay. <laughs> our time. Our time oh, you you think I'm a cokehead right now. Ah, oh, man, this is, I don't, there's, no, there's nothing I can say or do. So, like, she comes back up to the front, and she's real casual, and she's, like, ringing me up. And we can hear each other much better at the kiosk because she's not moving back and forth. So it's, it's now just the one little electric window that we're, that we're speaking through, and we can, hear, we can hear each other pretty clearly. <laughs> just, again, I'm just embarrassed as shit that she thinks I'm a fucking cokehead. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just, I'm oh, sorry. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to do the... You know, I'm just, I'm, I had a lot of trouble with like the hydration amount. She's like, hydration amount. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I've tried various amounts. Everybody says theirs is great. I've gone from everywhere from 68 to like 80%. Please just ring me up. Oh my God. No, nothing else. Yes, something else. I need snack food now. My ego's hurt. And, I just feel smaller and smaller. She asked me just a couple of questions about like the hydration and the dough at that point. And then like, you know, all the cards processing and I, I take my scale and all that. And then as I leave, this is a true fucking story. Every part of the story is 100% fucking true. But this is the part that makes it a great fucking story. As I'm leaving, she's all like, ah. I don't really hear her. So I have to come back to the kiosk and go, huh? And I don't really, I don't really want to be doing that. I really want to be exiting as quickly as possible. I am three inches tall. I am fumbling. And I go, huh? And she goes, 72. I went, what? She went, 72% hydration for the pizza dough. Good luck. It's what I use. Hand over heart. Swear to God. The entire time I thought she was busting my balls. The entire time I thought that she was just like making me say things because it was fun to her, for her to watch like the, the fucking cokehead like squirm over it. And the entire time she was actually like listening to my baking troubles like, huh, maybe I should try it with a digital scale. Uh, with a jewelry scale and a kitchen scale. This Like the whole time she was actually fucking listening. She had... An actual answer for hydration ratio. She knew what it was. I was just so embarrassed. I wasn't paying attention. Isn't that a fun story? 
I hope you enjoyed it, even though it was too warm-winded. Oh, I gotta get that down to, like, a 90-second story. That fucking kills. That's like a Mulaney bit. It really happened. <laughs> All right, that's the update. As you can hear, I'm still capable of laughing and smiling and taking care of my cat and reading news that is not directly COVID-related, even though it's a 12- and 14-year-old going fucking postal. God, what a depressing story that was. Yep, I had to bring it all right back down. You got your good little story. Now you have to suffer for it. I'm Jack. I'm a, I'm a real human being. Really fucking trying. I'm so sorry that I'm not producing the sexy work. I really think that after I get laid, <laughs> that it'll come back. I'm hoping at least. It's been a long time. Some skin on skin and some sex should do me just a world of good. Thank you for all of your kind words. Thank you for all of your support. I'm sorry if my anger, my frustration, or me talking about the ignorance that fills Planet America feels awful or icky to you. But I know that you see some of the same things, even if you don't agree with me. Even if you're not 100% on my side, I know that you're seeing some of this and feeling some of it. To everybody out there who feels this incredible disharmony within themselves because... The information is not consistent. The goalposts keep being moved. And no matter what, somebody wants you to be a useful idiot. Stay strong. Day by day. If you're outside Planet America and you're going through an even worse situation, I have no idea what to tell you besides you matter. You're a human being. Your heart. Your experience. I am sorry for what you're going through, what you're about to go through, if and when it gets worse. One person to another, I'm going to do my best. Not just not to get COVID, but to live a life and be happy. Everybody's talking about what they learned in the past tense of COVID. Well, what I'm learning through COVID is I am very strong. I am quite capable. More so than I ever gave myself credit for, because if I can if I can keep things going in the right direction, even just a little while for me these days, then I can do it any days. These are the hardest days. These days are so much harder for me because of the faux celebration, the intentional, existential desire to push back melancholy. Thank you for listening. These updates have meant a lot to me. I appreciate you very much. Fingers crossed I actually do some fucking porn work sometime eventually again, huh?